Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. This, of course, your Colorado Sports Week in Review. Your Denver Nuggets finished last week with a 4-0 record after hitting the road. Nice. With wins in Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., and, of course, New York City. Nuggets are now 12-5. and That's good for second place in the Western Conference. They hit the road for one more game in Sacramento Wednesday night before coming back to Denver. Friday they play against the Toronto Raptors and Sunday against the Los Angeles Clippers where your boy Chauncey Billups is now on that team. Mm-hmm. Your Colorado Avalanche went 2-1 and one last week with wins over Florida and Los Angeles and a loss in Anaheim. They're now 26-22, and 22, good for 8th place out west with 54 points. They play tonight at the Pepsi Center against the Minnesota Wild, and then there is a large break for what I believe is the NHL All-Star Game. And that is your Colorado Sports Week in Review. Ross Martin, let's start the show. Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. This is episode number 25. As always, from DenverStiffs.com, Nate Timmons is here. My people of the interwebs, how are you doing tonight? I don't know what you're doing. You're surfing the internets. Ross Martin, how are you doing, man, on this lovely Tuesday? Fantastic. The most important thing is that this is uh, the Colorado Sports Guys, and that's you, and that's me, and we're the Colorado Sports Guys. That's the most important thing. We are the... Colorado Sports Guys, and this is the Colorado Sports Guys podcast, and we have so much to talk about tonight. We don't need the Broncos. We don't need the Broncos to talk about things because we have the Denver Nuggets. Nuggetes, as I like to call them. Yeah, and we'll also talk a little bit about the Broncos. We have some of that stuff, right, with some of these coaching deals and whatnot, and the Dolphins and the Raiders and all that. And then we also have a top five list. We're back with a top five list. I don't remember the last time we did one, but tonight we have a uh, a really great one. Yeah, I like this one. This is compliments of one of our listeners, Matt from Colorado Springs, suggested this one. Top five sports hairdos. How'd you get your hair did for this one? Well, um, I'll tell you, Nate, I got a haircut. Nice, man. I uh, Looking good. You're going, uh, you're going close up top. I am, yeah. I went in and I got a buzz cut. It's buzz been a while. Cut. That's what you said. While. Buzz yeah. cut me. I said, give me a buzz cut. And that's what that's what she did. But, Nate, what's up with you? Was she like, you look pretty big for being six years old? <laughs> She's like, uh, this haircut makes your face look fat. And I was <laughs> like, what? well, um, that's because my face is fat. <laughs> this fist makes your eye go black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I beat her. I beat her pretty bad. Oh, it was a woman. Whoops, my bad. It was a she. Don't do that. She was great. She loved, She was uh, did a good job. But, uh, but seriously, Nate, what's up with you, man? What's up with me? Well, you know the weather outside, Ross. <laughs> is frightful. It is frightful. Um, what is new with me? We did our, our, our big watch party for the Denver Nuggets game over the weekend for Denver Stiffs. That was so much fun. What a great night. Where we saw you know, the former Nugget, Carmelo Anthony, get beat. So that was kind of a, a fun thing. But it's always fun going out and, and getting together with these, these watch parties and getting to meet some of the people from the website you know, that are our frequent commenters. You know, you guys come up to me and they say, hey, I'm, you know, they don't tell me what their name is. They tell me what their handle is. Hey, I'm missing. They're like, I'm Nugget Blaster 428. No, they're more like, this is Missing Links. And uh, my, this is Combat Chuck, you know. It's my, it's my good people. Were those Stiffs, real guys? Man. Oh, yeah. God bless them. Thirsty was in the house. He's always, you know, correcting my, my horrible grammar mistakes. You have bad grammar on there? Because I, I mean, I've never. I try, been, to, I try to clean it up. I've never even been to DenverStiffs.com or read an article on there. So. I don't know why you would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I read it every day. But you know, it's blocked in my office. 
Yeah. You got some firewall thing. It blocks. It says due to streaming. It says blocked due to streaming media. No. Oh, okay. Which doesn't make any sense because you guys don't have a podcast yet. You don't have any movies on there. So I'm, I'm a little confused. because We I do watch. have some advertisements that may be considered streaming. You know, some, Well, I can look at video. all the other sports blog nations. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I, I don't like it. I filed complaints. So we'll I was wondering if they didn't like the, uh, the Stiff's name. The, does, that, well, does that have anything to do with anything or no? I don't, I don't think so. I, did they, do you think they thought it was porn? Maybe. I don't know. Like, Denver Stiffs. Some sort of local niche porn site <laughs> called DenverStiffs.com. <laughs> Just, yeah, could it's be. Like, you know? It's like somebody's out there like, you know what the porn industry's missing? Local niche porn. Yeah, playing ring toss. <laughs> <bunch of guys. laughs> oh, that could be. But I don't know, man. Not, not too much going on with me, you know. This and that. A little bit of, uh, little bit of everything going on. Um, but what about you, dude? What do you, what's been cooking in the Ross Martin, Glasgow well, world? Well, you know, I did get a haircut, and uh, it was one of those deals where I, um, unlike a lot of my friends that I grew up with, I'm not going bald. If anything, my, I have a proceeding hairline. <laughs> and every, every year I grow older, I look younger and younger. And so I thought, you know what? Might as well harken back to the my high school days and just get a buzz cut. So because you're like the real life Benjamin Buttons? Are you trying to tell I'm me? Like, like, I'm like Benjamin Buttons. Yeah. Benjamin Button. Yes, yes, exactly. But uh, other than that, not not much. I mean... I did. You know what I did last week, which is kind of an interesting experience. Something I've been putting off for a while. Showering? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a little <laughs> tight in here. You know, there's a smell. I'm, I'm not saying it's my feet, but you know, we do record this very close to the fuzz, the Bella Fuzzbands's uh, little crap box back there. But uh, Colorado Sports Cat, the Colorado Sports Cat, yeah, um, yeah. Who I love when uh, we recorded here with Benjamin Hockman. I love how the cat just went up. To him in the middle of the podcast, just started rubbing on him and stuff, and he took it very well. Very gracious guy. But no, let me back to my story. I did a sleep study. What do you mean? Like you laid in the bed and had somebody watching you sleep? And... Yeah, exactly. Really? Yeah. So uh, I have a snoring problem. Okay. And uh, this was something that I was somewhat aware of. You know, Colorado grow, sports wife probably more aware of it. The Colorado sports wife was distinctly aware of it, <laughs> and so I went and did a sleep study to be tested on some sort of sleep disorder I have. I haven't gotten the results back yet. Maybe next week I'll they hook have you up that. with like the helmet and the big like. Well, top what they did was tube. they glued, or I guess they they said it was paste, so it wasn't like glue, but they put sensors on my forehead, on the front of my forehead, on the sides of my eyes, on the sides of my mouth. They put a microphone on my throat so they could hear me if I'm snoring. They put sensors on my legs to see if I was kicking. They put heart monitors on me. <laughs> got the I mean, Jimmy legs? I mean, yeah, I got the <laughs> Jimmy legs. They, they, they wired me up, and then they, uh, and I had to sleep in this room overnight. And there's a camera that, that, that watches me <laughs> while I slept. Yeah. And uh, so I went and did this test, and it was – it reminded me of, like, George Orwell's 1984 – where there's that box in the wall that records and monitors everything you do, and there's a microphone in there, and then there's a speaker, and they can talk to you, and you have to wake up in the morning and do stretches, right? Like, as a part of this futuristic Orwellian gray, dismal future. Yeah. And uh, then halfway through the night, they come in and they wake me up, and they say, all right, all right, we think we know what's wrong with you. You have a sleep disorder called sleep apnea. Have you heard of this? I have, yeah. I had uh, I know some people that have that, and they get to sleep with the um, the Top Gun mask type. Yes, so they give me this mask, and they put it on my face, and they're just like, okay, now go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to sleep while you're terrified. <laughs> There's like this red light above me and a camera, and, and then this mask over my face, and then I just dreamt. You mentioned, it's funny you mentioned Top Gun. I literally dreamt of airplanes the entire night. I can't believe I fell asleep. Yeah. But I'll tell you something. I slept better than I've slept in the past 15 years of my life. Because of this mask, Because of think? this mask. Yeah. I don't understand what it is. That's what I've heard, man. I've heard like people have been, you know, get those the sleep apnea machines and they wake up and they're like, man, it's like the first night I've ever really slept in my life. It's fantastic. I can't wait to get one of these things. I can't wait. 
Colorado sports wife excited about that as well? <laughs> well, she, well, she'll probably get she'll probably spend fewer nights on the couch because I'm sawing logs. Oh, or yeah. I won't be sawing logs. So now married to Darth Vader. Yeah, exactly. Like a bear. Like she's married to a bear. And I, like I always told her, I said, "Well, that's just me keeping predators away." Oh yeah, you know, because yeah. they walk up like they like say there's some sort of murder. Yeah, if you're out in the rapist. wild, this is perfect. Absolutely, I spend a lot of time in the wild, and I spent a lot of time in a tent with uh, Colorado Sportswife. So you're, you're basically that's a good name, by the way. <laughs> we'll use that. And I'm like, no, don't worry. Uh, I know I snore at home, but that's just practice from we're in the woods to keep all the bears and moose and stuff from attacking you're, us. Yeah, you're going against nature. Like this is your defense mechanism that was given to you. To ward you off from, you know, bears, uh, lynx. Are those around? Lynx, Wolverines. Lynx are rampant Yeah, around here. Same with wolverine. I mean, you can't even walk through the woods without stepping on a wolverine or a lynx or both. Or deer. Those things are fierce. Deer They'll eat you are vicious. People think they're just these sweet little... Yeah, they're vicious. Did you know that deer are now moving away from being herbivores and they said they're starting to become carnivores? I know. I've, I've had them attack me. They're eating people. Man. They are. Disturbing. Ah oh, man, we have a uh, a herd of deer, I guess, that live across the street from my house. And you know, these new studies that are coming out about these things, I'm terrified now. They're going to come barging into my home and probably eat me alive at some point. Yeah, don't let that happen. I'm going to try not to, but only the it's strong a will survive. Nate, I don't have a lot of hope for you, but let's hope. Oh yeah, a nice slap right to the face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's good though, man. You're getting your your, your sleeping disorder solved. Mm-hmm. You're going to be a much healthier, more energetic Ross Martin. Less grumpy. I feel like I've been grumpy. Yep. You know? Yep. You've been very grumpy. I need, yep. to, I need to kind of lay off some of the attitude. Yeah. Attitude free zone. But other than that, maybe we should talk about Mike McCoy and Dennis Allen. Yeah. I mean, that's probably going to make John Fox a little grumpy if he was to lose both of those guys. Now, Mike McCoy. Supposedly, a week ago was is a done deal. He's going to the Dolphins. He's going to be the head coach. Two interviews. They like him. Everybody's saying it's you know a, a one report away from becoming official. Everybody's starting to say, yeah, it looks like it's going to happen. Now, does this, did this remind you at all of when the Broncos were fixing to deal Cutler to the Dolphins? Wasn't that what Orton, was going on? Kyle Orton, or Orton? Excuse me, Orton. <laughs> yeah. And it was like a done deal, but then it fell through. Is this because the Dolphins just keep, can't figure out how to keep things a secret until the deal's done? Or what? <laughs> I don't know. Like every deal that happens with the, between the Broncos and the Dolphins ends up just going away. Yeah, they need to maybe just stop trying to deal with each other because it's not working. And so, anyway, Mike McCoy is staying. McCoy will be here. Uh, Tim Tebow will not have to learn a new offense. And... If we do see the same offense as last season, though, I may bash my head into a brick wall every Sunday morning. Yeah, could happen. Now, what about Dennis Allen? Dennis Allen, yeah. Adam Schefter, we just saw on Twitter, reported that it is official. He will become the new head coach of the hated Oakland Raiders. So, Dennis Allen, uh, I wish you a horrible farewell. I wish that you have a uh, – as is going to happen, you're going to have a short career in Oakland. You'll That's be fired after a season That's or two. That's not fair. Get out of town. That's not fair. Are you – He's a Raider now, man. Are, are you saying that you don't like the fact that he has progressed his career? He has achieved the status of head coach because but he went if to you want to, If you want to root for Oakland Raiders, go right ahead. I don't want to You are wearing a root. black T-shirt. I don't want to root for Raiders. But I, I got some silver paint the in the kitchen. We can paint a number on you. You'll be good to go. But let me ask you. Are you worried about him taking knowledge of the Broncos to the Raiders and then ha- somehow the Raiders having an advantage over the Broncos next season? Is that is that where the problem is? No, because his defense is going to be heavily penalized, as the Raiders' defense always is. He's going to have players in there like Jarvis Moss who can't get it done, couldn't get it done in Denver. He's going to have a 7 and 9 or a 6 and 10 season and he's going to get fired and he'll probably be looking for another defensive recording job. Very soon. The Raiders don't keep anybody. They just hired their last coach and fired him in a year. That's true, but don't you feel like if you're a offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator or you know in the league that you'd like to get to that level so you could say you've done it and then that pads your resume a Not little in bit. Oakland. Okay, so it was Why a would you ever? So you're saying it was a mistake. Anybody that goes to Oakland to coach should be should have their head examined because you're walking into a bad 
situation and a losing situation. They've had 467 coaches in the last 10 years, probably. That's a lot. That's true. That's a good point. And, you know, he might be the first of three that they have next season. It is tough because he did a great job here at the defense, you know, and it's it, it stinks to lose yet another defensive coordinator. I, I believe the Broncos have now had over 600 defensive coordinators in the last 10 years. Roughly. So, you know, the Broncos, again, going to have to find somebody to come in, replace him. I don't know if it's what kind of scheme it's going to be here. I'm sure they're going to want to stick to, um, you know, what John Fox likes to do, what we saw last season. And that's the thing, right? John Fox is the, the defensive, defensive coordinator. I mean, yeah. he is the mind that was behind our defensive success. Yeah, he's going to want a guy to come in and run a system that he approves. And I Dennis believe. Allen was probably a pretty cheap hire, I'm guessing, for the Raiders. Yeah, he went from what the – the linebacker coach of the Saints to the Broncos D coordinator to the the head coach of the Raiders now. So, it, yeah, it should be an interesting move. But I I don't wish him well because he's going to Oakland. I you know I don't I don't wish him. I mean it's weird. I mean I don't wish him well in the sense of I want the Oakland Raiders to have a lot of victories. But for, for the individual, for the professional, right? I mean, very confusing guys, to me because it sounds like you are rooting for the Oakland Raiders now. Yeah, well, <laughs> here's the deal. We're changing formats. As a producer, and as you as the sidekick, my sidekick for the show. Yeah. We are now the Oakland sports guys. <laughs> I, I was wondering why you had the black shirt on tonight. You're you're going silver and black. I wear the, the I wear the black shirt because it's slimming. Okay, that's why I wear it. <laughs> but no, but honestly, Dennis Allen. No, no. Honestly, though, as a Bronco fan, do we have to worry about this? Is this something where? It's like a Josh McDaniels being picked up by the Patriots, and they get some insight into the Broncos' mind about how they game plan. I think I mean, a little bit defensively because he is, like we just said, John Fox is going to be you know, wanting a similar defense. He wants the defense that he's ran probably since he's was a defensive coordinator with the Giants you know, back in the, back in the 90s. He's going to stick with that same type of scheme, I believe. They're not going to radically change things, but I don't know how much knowing what a defense does versus an offense is really beneficial. Well, here's the deal as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't matter. I mean, coaching in general in the NFL is a small fraternity. There's very few people that do it. There is, uh, there's going to be coaches going from rival to rival. There's going to be that crossover and that layover. I don't think that... Any coach going anywhere can overcome the difference in talent or execution of a team. So if the Broncos are losing to the Raiders next year because Dennis Allen is the head coach and the Broncos aren't where they should be to begin with. Right. And it should be a moot point. So Godspeed, Dennis I think, Allen. I believe the last guy to do it too is probably Mike Shanahan that went from Denver to Oakland. Did not turn you out mean well from for him. Oakland to Denver. Well, he was with Denver. Oh, that's true. Oakland, You're right. And, they and came then, back. yes, that's right. With maybe a little stint there. I think Al Davis still owes him some money. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we'll see Dennis Allen back here. Yeah, after a, a stint somewhere else, and maybe he'll take over for John Fox in eight, five, six years. Who knows? Could be. So you want to take a break and talk about the Nuggets or what? Yeah, let's get into that, man. Let's nuggets do it. It's full in effect here. Right back. A couple days ago, I read an article in the Denver Post by our good friend Benjamin Hawkman. And this was an article where he was talking about how the new star of the Nuggets is George Carl. And it's the type of team where he, I think he said specifically that the Nuggets, or in, a, or in a shortened season, he said, the best player on any team has to be the coach. And of course, that's paraphrased. Yes. And I think that's so awesome, especially because we have one of the best coaches. And double overtime victory against the Knicks on Saturday night, the same night as everybody that follows Denver Stiffs was at Jake's of Denver over there. How great was that double overtime victory? I mean, did that... Yeah, I mean, it was it was the Nuggets' fourth game in five nights. You know, they they had Aaron Aflalo didn't play, Rudy Fernandez didn't play, so they actually started Andre Miller at shooting guard, and they played seven players. You know, I mean, instead of going to the depth and 
you know, when the team's dead tired on a four-game road trip, four games in five nights, the second game of a back-to-back after beating the Wizards the night before, they go into New York, shorten the rotation to just seven guys. I think, uh, I don't know how many how many of the starters played over 45 minutes in that game, but it was almost all of them, and they somehow pull out this double overtime win when they could have you know packed it in multiple times in that game. And we had talked earlier in the season, in fact, before the season started, about what are the implications of a shortened 66-game season crammed into this many days what are the implications on that of that on a squad like the Nuggets? And we had both kind of agreed that, well, we're, the Nuggets are young. The Nuggets are young. There's no star. There's no room for the big egos. And this could be a very, very good situation for the Nuggets. And, in fact, it could benefit them more than some of the other teams that have veterans and have stars. And I think we're seeing that right now, right? I mean, they're just going out there and running the ball and having a great – there's a different leader every night and – um, what do you think about that? Is that is that coming true now? Is our like the things that we had thought at the beginning of the season and to an extent, yeah, it is. I mean, there's some guys that uh, you know George Carl does run a he does want to play more small ball. There's another article this weekend in the Denver Post, I believe, by Hawkman as well that was talking about how George thinks that the the best way to to win maybe this season is to not go big, is to go small and go with speed, like speed versus size. So you do see, you know, guys like Chris Anderson and Costa Kufis and our, our our rookie that people are dying to see, Kenneth Freed. You're seeing these guys take a back seat to all these these smaller players, and you're having Birdman's recorded a few uh, did not play coaches' decisions this year, where he can't even he's playing five minutes a night sometimes, and you know, so you see some of that where you're going, well, if we have all this depth, shouldn't we be playing some of these bigger guys and playing more guys? Like, are they going to get worn out if we're just playing seven or eight guys a night? You know, so that's somewhat questionable and there's you know freak injuries come up but yeah at the same time like you're saying every night you, you're getting Andre Miller in Philadelphia scores 28 points you have uh, I, I think Corey Brewer had a game recently where he led the team in scoring with 22 and then you see Danilo Gallinari put up 37 against the Knicks you had Timothy Mozgov in that same game put up 16 points which was pretty sweet you know both former Knicks players but yeah I think it's pronounced Timo Fey Timo 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 Fey Timo Fey Mozgov Yes, you're probably right. Okay, but Just keeping you honest here. Yeah, well, yeah, we are. We're seeing, you know, all these different players. You know, Ty Lawson playing well. I mean, you're seeing a fun team and a team where you know everybody wants to say they don't have a star and they don't have this or that, but it's like you're starting to look at this team and you're starting to say, well, yeah, they're just really young guys that have a ton of potential. I believe Daniel Gallinari was, you know, a top ten pick in the NBA. So he's somebody that's supposed to be a star, and you're starting to see him now. 37 points went to the foul, shot 20 free throws the other night against the Knicks. You're seeing him where it's like we're just waiting probably for a star to be born more so than we don't have a star. You know, I think with Nene, you know, holding stuff down the middle, Gallo starting to blossom, and Ty Lawson really starting to come on. That you are going to see some guys develop into, you know, stars in this league. And now, did you say that the Nuggets are second place? In the Western Division. In the Western, Northwest Division. In Wait. the Western Division as in a whole. In the Western Conference. Yes. In the Western Conference, the Nuggets are number two. Unfortunately, they are also number two in the Northwest because Oklahoma City is uh, the best team in the NBA right now, record-wise, at 14-3. and three. So where do the Nuggets go from here? When is All-Star break? That's in three weeks? Yeah, something like that. Three weeks, the All-Star break. Can the Nuggets maintain this? I mean, what are, what's their record? Did you say 12 they're twelve and five? and five right now, and it's funny we've only played or they've only played seventeen games, but they're twenty five percent of the way through the sixty six game season. So there's some question about you know might they make a move at the at the trade deadline and maybe try to get like a more and a more adequate or a more experienced big guy in here. To, Who could that be? I, I don't know. I was looking maybe at, like the Hornets have Emeka Okafor, but he makes a ton of money for the next couple of years. So you don't want to bring somebody like that in. It's going to kill your ability to re-sign Ty Lawson and Gallinari. And then you look at a guy like Chris Kamen, who's on the last year of his contract. I think he makes about $12 million this season. But you're looking at next season. What about no, the right now. prospects? Of, no, I understand that. But you're saying don't sign a guy because he cannot – um, he would be too much of a burden on the Nuggets after this season or the next couple seasons. 
Yeah. So, but what about this season? Can the Nuggets uh, win the finals? Get to the win the championship this season if they make a move here? I mean, it seems to me like this is a pretty good opportunity in this crazy shortened season for the Nuggets to capitalize on this. Yeah, and we talked. I think the other day, uh, Danny Ainge had announced that he would be willing to break up the big three in Boston to where you could the Nuggets could maybe. You know, if they got crazy with it, sneak in and trade for Kevin Garnett and have him play center on this team or have him play power forward next to Nene, and then you bring Mozgov off the bench. You know, so, I mean, you can look at that and you'd say, can the Nuggets win the title this year if they did something like that? I don't know. You know, it's it's going to be tough. I mean, there's still – during the season, it's, it's a different game. It's, yeah, these young teams can flourish. They can run teams out of the out of the building that have been playing a lot. And then when the playoffs start, it's when like the playoffs everybody start, slow it's down. It's a seven-game boring <laughs> series of – just half court basketball and penalties and free throws and, <laughs> and that's what it is, man. Every year, that's true. And it's it's tough because I I love to think that the Nuggets have a legit shot at winning the title, and I I like to think that you know that cup is always half full. But every year in the playoffs, you just see that it isn't that way. That it's you know it always goes against teams like the Nuggets that don't have somebody that's that's ready at the six minute mark of the fourth quarter to take every single shot like a Kobe Bryant, a Kevin Durant. You know, and it's it's tough to see that go that way, and it's tough to see you know like the refs get involved and start calling a bunch of a bunch of crap, and you know teams like Denver haven't been able to quite figure out how to keep pushing the pace in the playoffs, but the Phoenix Suns actually figured that out back in like you know about two thousand seven, two thousand eight. They played it, or maybe early before that, they were playing at such a high pace, and they were doing it in the playoffs. There's a couple times where they probably should have won the title where they ran into a couple roadblocks and had some a couple problems against like the Spurs, but those Suns teams figured out a way to do it, and Denver's just got to – they have to, you know, like you said with George Carl, he's the leader of this team. He has to keep drilling that style into their head, and if they can do it in the playoffs, that would be – it wouldn't be the first time that it was done because we've seen, you know, the New Jersey Nets made it to the finals with Jason Kidd running that fast up-tempo style. So it wouldn't be groundbreaking like some people think it might be, but it would be um, it would be pretty cool. Well, pretty it, you know, in the end, it all just depends on who David Stern wants to see be successful and who the referees <laughs> want to see win the series. Vince uh, McMahon. Oh no, David yeah, Stern. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but anyway, you have to say. I mean, even with all the preseason stuff, all the lockout stuff, this season. A lot of people didn't have a lot of hope for an interesting season up until even the last couple of weeks in November, and it's been so fun to watch this team play. I'll tell you right? what, man. If, if the Nuggets did make the finals and they played the Miami Heat, I would think the Nuggets could win that series easily. We dominate Miami. It's crazy. Yes. But I also think, man, I mean, yeah, if, he, if Carl can get them to run that style throughout the whole season, if they can do it in the playoffs, then there's no reason why the Denver Nuggets couldn't get to the NBA Finals. There's no reason why they couldn't win the NBA Finals. So who would get in the way? Oklahoma City is going to be a team that's going to be there. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, if they can figure out a way to get into the playoffs, they're going to be tough. San Antonio's always, you know, if they figure out a way to get into the playoffs, they'll be tough. But if, you, if you're looking out west, it's like, I don't know. I mean, it's it's different this year. You look at the Nuggets in the northwest, it's probably the best division in basketball. Um, in Oklahoma City, Denver, Utah, and Portland all have winning records. Uh, Minnesota's right around 500. But, yeah, it's, it's different because this season, I don't know what's going to happen, but Oklahoma City looks like the toughest challenge. Fantastic. Well, let's focus on that. Nuggets, I'm sure, will be playing Oklahoma City here pretty soon. Yeah, we haven't played them yet, so that's going to be a big test. That will, and that should be a good one. I hate Oklahoma City as well. I do too. Who who likes them? I don't know. You seem to really think that the city was a hip, hip well, place to be. I asked that question <laughs> of Benjamin Hawkman. He corrected What's me. What's up with you, man? You're going for the Raiders? You want to go to Oklahoma City? Man, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. The Raiders are my favorite guy. team. <laughs> I'll have to paint How you dare you? Bring some orange paint next weekend. How dare you? Right. Or some powdered blue paint, too. <laughs> let's, Maybe some burgundy. Let's stop talking about sports and get into what people really tune in for. And that is our top five list, which we have taken a few weeks off of. Top five sports hairdos. This Damn. is going to be great. Thank you, Matt in Colorado Springs we're giving this one we'll take a break and talk about that when we get back
bring this in. Welcome back to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. I'm bringing my pen into the room. I had to ask Ross about that. <laughs> well, we're back. In the middle of the bumper music. Bringing you our top five. Very, very amateurish. Very amateurish. Amateur hour. Yes, I'm the only one here keeping the... But we're going to keep it at a, at a very, you know, very fun level, very amateur level with our top five sports hairdos. This is a fun one. This I never even considered this one. Um, I, I don't know. I don't want to spoil your list or anything, but what inspired this list, according to Matt and Colorado Springs, who sent us this one, was Daniil Gallinari's. Danilo Gallinari's hair? Yes. Ah. He, think, he happens to think that that dude's hair is just breathtaking. And I got to say, it's a nice head of hair. He does a funny thing, too. At the beginning of the year, he was going heavy gel, and now he's gone to a, a complete natural well, you know, there's a difference between uh, Euro trash and, you know, just down-to-earth Colorado ball here. Yeah. You know, so. That's true. Anyway, top five sports hairdos. Numero cinco. Ross Martin. Let's see what you, you want. You want, uh, you want me to start off? Oh, yeah. In honor of my new haircut? Yes, sir. The buzz cut? You've been to the barber. I did go to the barber. All right, number five for me. This is... Uh, this. This guy should have been my number one. And, and I don't know what the basis for my list is. I don't know if it's top five hairdos of good players or top five crazy hairdos that make me laugh or top five impressive hairdos that I wish I had. But this guy, <laughs> it seems to me like if you're going to talk about top five hairdos, for, and we're in Denver, Colorado, there's, most guys have just pretty much normal hair here. And a lot of the crazy hair influences are going to probably come from maybe Europe, right? Like when you see guys walking around and from Europe and they got this weird hair and then like six months later, everybody's got that hairdo. Or, or Japan. Like, you know, Japan always has some, some pretty interesting stuff going on. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and my number five here is a guy who was born overseas. He was born in Germany. One of the very few German players to have played in the finals, NBA finals. He played in a lot of lot of teams. He was uh, drafted by the Mavericks. He played for the Pacers. I remember him as a member of the Seattle Supersonics. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Detlef Schrempf. Detlef Schrempf. This guy's hair was incredible. <laughs> by I, incredible, you mean atrocious. It was. Movie. It was <laughs> one of the most poor decisions of hair I've ever seen. Yeah, this guy was a phenom behind the three-point line. Fantastic. Born in Germany. Played hoops up at University of Washington. He finished his – he moved uh, to the United States for his senior year of high school. Played basketball down in California somewhere. <laughs> Drafted in 98 <laughs> or 85 by the Mavericks. This dude's hair looked like a mixture between Wayne Gretzky and Howie Long. Howie Long, yeah. It was like a flat top rat tail combination. <laughs> and he just, he, he didn't do it with, uh, it was, there was no tongue in cheek when he had grew this hair. It, there was not this thing where he was doing it to be ironic, as so many hipsters do. As uh, one player that I, maybe I, I shouldn't mention him again, I don't want to spoil your list, but a guy like Jared Allen, right? Mullet hair. Yeah. You know, he did that on purpose to try and be kind of out, outrageous. But that left shrimp. That was just his normal hair. Did you see his last uh, his last appearance on television or his most recent? No, no. I know uh, he finished out his career in 2001 playing with the Trailblazers, but uh, what? He made an appearance on Parks and Recreation last year. Oh, is that a TV show? Yes, oh, it is a TV I, show on NBC in the style of The it. Office. I've never seen it. Okay. So he was on that. He was on there with uh, with Roy Hibbert, who currently plays for the Indiana Pacers. Oh, I was, like, I was like, hey, Detlef. Detlef of, of course, one of, uh, one of George Carl's favorite players, who yes. he actually has been comparing to Daniil Gallinari for some odd reason. Well, that, Definitely that not in the looks department. That hair. Looks <laughs> good. Hey, Detlef Shrimp's a very handsome man. I've seen pictures of him in my research today without that crazy flat top. Like, with a flat top. <laughs> Shaved down well, the it, It's tough, too. Cause rat tail. It was like such a close, along the neck. It wasn't like party in the back business in the front thing it was just like 
weird in the back and then flat top. I mean, it was just so impressive. But the guy could shoot the three. And it's always weird if you get like a bit of a flat top, you know, if it's not level. If it's not perfectly level, you end up with a, you know, a, I don't know what kind of angle you'd put on there. I don't know about my geometry skills, but I'm just looking at one right I'm now. I'm going to wager they're not that good, but go ahead. Yeah, I'm looking at one where it's it's more like – yeah, I don't know. I'm looking, just looking at his pictures, and it's like, man, that flat top was not too uh, flat topped on that one. It's one side's low, <laughs> well, one side's high. I'll tell you what high. doesn't pay the picture is your words on this one. Yeah, What's your number all. five? <laughs> all right. That's a good segue. Nice segue. My number five, uh, sticking with the NBA, because that's typically where you're able to see these guys as you know, flowing locks, right? It's the NBA. And for some reason— you do love it. For some reason, this guy has always stood out to me as one of the—I don't know if he was the first guy to have these— but he's always been the guy that I've remembered most for having him, and that is the dreadlocked Brian Grant. Yes. Who played from 1994 to 2006. But any time that you wanted to describe him or whatever, it was yeah, you just always immediately think of his dreadlocks. And now you see a bunch of guys with him. Ken Freed of the Nuggets is sporting him. DeMar Carroll has you know some as well. Um, I don't know. On and on with players that have them now. A lot. The NFL, the Broncos are filled with dudes that have dreads. Um, but Brian Grant, one of those, one of the forerunners. Absolutely. He did seem to be one of those guys that embraced the dreadlocks long before athletes did. Before that, it was just reggae singers and hippies. And he has a tattoo of, of Bob Marley on his shoulder, I believe. So but, well, maybe I he embraced that. That, that Rastafarian culture. I believe that. You know, and he went every once in a while. He would he would dye kind of the tips. It would have that blonde to him, you know. And it was just you'd, you'd see him out there on the court whipping his hair around, and it was always always a nice experience. Absolutely, good but, pick. Yeah, nice Brian one, Grant. Brian Grant. He didn't always have them, but he did. And he did start to grow them out. I believe when he was with the Kings back in the day, and then they uh, went full force. Like when he was in Miami towards the end of his career in Phoenix, long flowing dreadlocks. Yes, yes. Absolutely. So that's my number five, Ross. Number four. Why don't you let us know what you got? All right, my number four here. This is a hometown pick. And again, I don't know why I picked these. There's no rhyme or reason because some of them I, I like. Some of them I think is a little appalling. But but this guy was a Denver Bronco. Uh, he's uh, been he, – he's kind of like a legend when it comes to uh, the three amigos, right? Oh, yeah, okay. Yes. So, of course, I'm talking about Vance Johnson. Ah. That ponytail he used to rock, just that kind of like sleazeball ponytail. But uh, he's a hometown favorite. If you're a Broncos fan, or it, it, if you're a Broncos fan in the '80s, especially, and uh, even now, you know who he is. You love him. He was one of the three amigos, and uh, he wore number 82 and, and caught a lot of balls from Elway. Vance Johnson has had somewhat of an unfortunate post NFL career. Yeah, um, I know that uh, he had a trucking company that went under. I know that uh, he was. A lot, several times been uh, involved in some domestic abuse situations with his wife. I he believe he went on, on Oprah. Oprah. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, just in the last couple of years, uh, he lost his son to a motorcycle accident, which is pretty sad, pretty devastating, especially for a guy that was turning his life around. But uh, Vance Johnson's ponytail, I remember watching one game where he was running down the sidelines and the guy reached out and tackled him basically by grabbing oh. that ponytail and pulling on it. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, there was controversy about that, but it's like, Oh, hair's part of the Jersey, yep. you know? So, you know, as an offensive player, you got to be careful. You know, you got, you see a lot of defenders with those crazy dreads flowing out, but they don't have to worry about it as much. So Vance Johnson's my number four. I love the guy. I hope he's doing well. I haven't, I don't know what's going on with him right now, but I know he's gone through some rough times. Last summer, I believe, um, his house had come under foreclosure out in Grand Junction where he had a barbecue ribs joint called uh, VJ's, I think it was called, VJ's Outlaw Ribs or something like that. So Vance Johnson, loved the guy as a player, maybe in his personal life, wasn't uh, doing that great, and maybe he's gone through some hard times since then, but Vance Johnson, I wish you all the best. Man, I'm looking at a picture of uh, Vance, Ricky Natil, and Mark Jackson, and yeah. it would appear to me that Vance Johnson, almost the exact same haircut as Detlef Schrempf. <laughs> Flat top up top, longer in the back. You know what? Now that I'm thinking of that, I think you're right. Maybe later in his career he had the, more of a straight ponytail. But I think you're right. I think he did have a little bit of looking a, at a flat top, right and I, I know in the back he's got the rat tail. I mean, him and Detlef Shrimp must have been coordinating haircuts. Well, maybe was Vance Johnson German? He may have been. <laughs> Either that, or him and Detlef were just boys, and they just boys. you know they decided to uh, 
to show their similarities <laughs> through their heritage. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Phenomenal. Yeah, what's your number four? All right, man. My number four, I'm going, I'm going back in the day. I'm talking about a guy from 1971 to 1976 who played for the ABA's Virginia Squires and then went to the NBA and played for the New York Nets. I'm talking about his big, perfect, flowing afro. I'm talking about Julius Dr. J. Irving. Absolutely. Dr. J had the best afro of all time. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Fantastic. I don't understand how guys played with that type of hair. I have an old uh, NBA superstars VHS tape where he is uh, in his Nets uniform, and he's got – he doesn't have the, the, the round afro. He has – it's more of a – it's more of a – I don't know how you describe it. It's it's kind of going straight up almost. It's, well, it was probably because, you know, he had it all poofed out and he starts sweating a little bit playing the game and it kind of looked more like Don King towards the end. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. But he was, you know, known for that. I remember late in his career at the 76ers, he went more to a, a, a traditional uh, kind of a buzz cut, as you would, as you would say, that you're sporting over there. But um, – Man, back when he was when he was high flying in his ABA and early NBA days, he had that awesome afro. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, Dr. remember J. when it was Doctor J versus Bird? Those video games. No, is that and Nintendo? Then, yeah, it might have been Atari. I don't remember. Maybe it was a computer game. It, but then it was. Uh, then after that, it went Magic versus Bird. Bird, and then after that, it was Jordan versus Bird. Oh yeah, Jordan versus Bird. I had. I think I had some type of video game for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Do- yeah, Dr. J was, I mean, back in the day, him and, and probably David Thompson of the of the Denver Nuggets were the, the two high flyers that, you know, Michael Jordan mirrored his, his dunking abilities after David Thompson. David Thompson was prolific and would have probably gotten a lot more attention if he didn't play for the Nuggets, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately for that. But, Dude uh, had like a 78-inch vertical. I don't believe he had the awesome afro that Dr. J had, though, and that is no. my number four. Moving on to number three, our top five sports hairdos. Ross Martin, what number, you got? Number three. This is, what did uh, I say, number four? Number three? I think we're number three. Yeah, go ahead. Go now. This I don't know how <laughs> this one is. I don't know how this one is not number one. You've said that for the past two now, haven't you? Or at least number five? Yeah, well, this, okay. one, this one should be number one, except for the very, very um, technical, technic, except for technicality. This should be number one, except for a technicality. And that technicality is that it turned out after years had gone by oh, no. that it turned out this was not his real hair. It was a wig. Oh, no. This was a wig. And Can I take a guess at who it is? Yeah, yeah. Can I go right now? Go right now. Are you talking about Rick Barry? No. Oh. No. Do he have a wig? Oh, yeah, the Golden State Warriors. It's believed that he wore a wig. <laughs> I believe it because, like, how do you not, like, how do you try and fake having hair when your brother, father, grandfather, great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather all played hoops and they were all bald? And then you show up. Anyway, but no, that's not my number three. My number three, uh, this is one of the uh, greatest athletes at his sport. Arguably the greatest. I'm talking about Andre Agassi, who sported the dog, the bounty hunter look years before anybody who knew who dog, the bounty hunter was. That's right. He wore away. And it came out in his book, uh, in his autobiography open. He said that he lost the 1990 French open, not because he was worried about losing is because he was worried his toupee would fall off. <laughs> and this has to have been one of the most elaborate toupees ever yeah. constructed in the history of mankind. I mean, you look at the forefathers of our country back when they wore wigs and you think about old England and all that stuff and, and English parliament. I mean, those wigs, those powdered wigs, right? They're pretty elaborate, <laughs> but whatever main that, Andre Agassi put on his head. That thing was incredible. And uh, that what was a more, wig. Who made this for him? Like, this thing is, I'm looking at pictures of it right now, and it's just like, I can't, you hardly even believe that it's real. I can't, I mean, you, it wasn't real. It wasn't, it wasn't real. real. And, <laughs> but it really, it really happened, though. But in hindsight, it's, you know, when you look at that haircut, and by the way, this was like his signature. So when we're watching or when you're looking at old pictures or old matches of him, when he has no headband on, is that real? And then when he's wearing headbands like Brent Michaels, that's I believe that's the fake. that his hair was never real. He was one of those prematuring prematuring balding dudes. And uh it wasn't long after that that he shaved his head. 
and kind of owned up to being bald. But it wasn't until his autobiography that he revealed that that was a wig. It was fake. I don't remember the transition from the the mullet, spiky mullet to the to the bald. I can't, I can't remember it. I mean, it's pretty insane to think about. There's nothing on here that's an in-between. No, I'm looking at Google nothing. pictures. There's nothing. It's because he did. He shaved his head because he was too he was too worried about the anxiety of playing with that liability on his head. And <laughs> it was such I mean it was multicolored and it and you know, honestly yeah. in hindsight you look at that thing and you're like, What is that? Did I um, didn't even I, But this dude was he, he is one of the most prolific tennis players, uh probably the best American tennis player in history, right? Uh, Pete um, Sampras. 870 and 274. And think about this, okay? He was the number one player in 1995. He won Wimbledon in 92. But then he won uh, the Australian Open four times, which was recently in 2003. Think about that. First major tournament win was in 92, and then his last one was in 2003. That's pretty impressive. That is very impressive. Yeah, he, he seemed to dominate the Australian Open there. He won the U.S. Open twice. He was a gold medalist in tennis. In the Olympics, so uh, Andre Agassi. Uh, again, that would have been number one if it was a real haircut. It did a fantastic job of thinking of that. I mean, that was, yeah, that was a big part of my childhood was, you know, watching him. Yeah, I remember Michael Chang. Yeah, that Michael Chang awesome. could never quite get there, but Agassi, man, I can't believe it was always a wig this whole time. It was a wig. Phenomenal, phenomenal number three, man. That well, was great. you know what? It was a meth-riddled brain. I applaud you that that uh, crazy hair. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Okay. I don't know how to talk about that. Before we continue on, why isn't there some sort of controversy about him playing tennis on meth? Wouldn't you consider that a performance-enhancing drug? <laughs> I mean, honestly. Yeah, he could play for days. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he was drunk or stoned on weed, on marijuana cigarettes. Yeah. He was smoking meth. That had to uh, contribute somewhat to his energy level out there. Yeah. Anyway, that's here nor there. Anyway, number three for you. All right, man. My number three, uh, th- this young fella played at Georgetown University. He rocked a, uh, a regular fade cut while, uh, while, while he was a Hoya. And then upon entering the NBA, he um, did something a little bit different that we hadn't really seen on a wide scale. And he became well known for it throughout his entire career. And then he, he went ahead and cut it off uh, when he played for the Detroit Pistons. And then he brought back his famous cornrows. I'm talking about Allen Iverson. Yeah. AI. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I believe there was even a time where he was on the uh, the cover of some magazine. Maybe it was with the 76ers where they, you know, he had his cornrows and his tattoos. And I believe that they photoshopped his tattoos out. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. He was one of the first guys to start tatting up and doing the cornrows, right? Yeah. And kind of brought that uh, the hip hop and the NBA to the, to the forefront, that whole culture of it. And what I mean, the Sixers even went as far as to having a mascot whose nickname was hip hop. Yep. And they just got rid of him. But Allen Iverson's cornrows, of course, we saw him in Denver as well. Always had a pretty cool style going with him. Lots of players, you know, you saw it around the league. Everybody was kind of rocking him at one point or another. Uh, Nene here had him. believe, uh, you know, every, every team had at least a couple dudes that were rocking some cornrows. But uh, Allen Iverson's the most famous and always very well done. Yeah, absolutely. Allen Iverson, you know, it's kind of a shame because he was such an electric player. Yet I don't think he'll ever go down as one of the greatest players to play the game. Because he was too up in his head. He was too much like he was shooting himself in the foot all the time. You think if his career would have ended a little bit differently, if he wouldn't have had such a kind of a, an up and down end to his career where he's trying to beg, like, beg his way back into the NBA, that he might be remembered differently? Well, I think that he rode a lot of his popularity from college into the NBA. I think a lot of his popularity was surrounded some of his persona off the court. I feel like Carmelo Anthony is probably going to have a very similar career to Allen Iverson when all is said and done. He did take the Sixers to an NBA Finals appearance. That's true. And they so. did win the first game against the Lakers in that in that series. Yeah, pretty good job. And they lost yeah, four in a row. Good. <laughs> I mean, that's. Yeah. I think he'll always be remembered as, as a great offensive player, as a great uh, scorer in the league, a guy that you know was a high-volume shooter. And, you know, he didn't always have – he didn't make a ton of shots. He didn't have a great field goal percentage, but he was – I mean, I think even back when he first started, he was a dunking machine as well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. For a little guy. Supreme talent. He was a guy tough, who played, One of the toughest guys ever to play in the NBA. Yeah, for sure. But he played 
it was almost like he was one of the few guys that could take that street ball mentality and transfer that over to the NBA and have a long and successful career. But he was never, never able to translate that into a championship. Uh, he just never was able to get there towards the end of his career. He bounced around a league a lot, had a stint obviously in Denver. Denver, Detroit, Memphis. He's definitely a lightning rod. Uh, he definitely attracted a lot of attention. Uh, wasn't it his mom or something that used to get in fights with refs on the, you know, on, oh, on the know. side of the court? Wasn't that her? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I didn't heard that. Funny, <laughs> she would though. sit behind the bench or whatever was with Spike Lee or whoever. And like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, uh, Allen Iverson, fun guy to watch. But uh, I'll always remember him for his, his cornrows and his different styles with him. I mean, he'd come out and you know, have some pretty, pretty darn – crazy designs going on in there like whoever was doing pretty his darn hair crazy pretty darn crazy <laughs> but whoever was doing his hair man big props to them because they they did a great job absolutely i don't know how you could even get some of those designs in there i would love to watch well, that process you know you got he's got you know eight hours in the barbershop before practice you know which he never attended, during practice which he didn't attend <laughs> yeah <laughs> practice <laughs> he didn't he didn't like practice much i had to get my hair done <laughs> this takes a while <laughs> what are you talking about practice practice i gotta get to the barbershop <laughs> what a great tirade one of the best <laughs> oh yeah the best the best but that is my number three alan iverson and his cornrows loved them moving on to number two top five sports hairdos ross martin what you got number two this guy i'm shifting gears a little bit uh a lot of it seems like there's been a lot of basketball here and this is another basketball hairdo but this Bam. is a guy that uh, most people don't know much as a player although he did play but mostly he's known as a coach Ooh. and uh this guy he's 66 years old right now wow um he has coached he has he's a five times nba champion as a coach he coached the lakers the knicks and the heat ah pat yes. riley pat riley this slicked back sleazy used car salesman <laughs> haircut like all right if you want to slick your hair back like this you know like just gel it up with the la looks or whatever it is he used and just slick it right back yeah first of all you are either one a criminal or you're two <laughs> an nba head coach we were just talking about what casino and Goodfellas off air. So you're saying he could maybe make an appearance he in one of those films. He could have been on there. He definitely could have been hitting Pesci in a, the head with a bat. Um, you Pat get, Riley, you want to get freaked out for a second? Yeah, sure. She got this picture of Pat Riley at the University of Kentucky. Look at him. See, look at that nice part. Looks like Peyton Manning right there. He's got the part <laughs> and the, the sweep over. Yeah. <laughs> nice shoulders there, Pat. I didn't know you were that ripped. <laughs> but no, Pat Riley's slicked the back hair. This was a mistake that he made in the 80s, I'm sure, and that he just was too stubborn to quit or it became his signature. I don't know what it is. You think it's because he was hanging out with like Jack Nicholson in Los Angeles? It could have been. Yeah, it could have been. But wow, you know, uh, Armani suits uh, aside, this guy uh, looked like a scumbag, but a good coach. Uh, I, he's probably still rocking this hair. Is he an executive now with uh, the Heat? or? or oh, yeah, president of the Miami Heat. President of the Miami Heat probably still Dude, has that this same one. haircut. Back with the Lakers. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. That's fantastic. <laughs> Pat Riley's had some haircuts. He looks. I'm looking at a picture of him when he played for the Lakers where he looked like he could maybe rock some – what's like a, a free bird who sings that? Like a, Leonard Skinner. Yeah, it looks like a guy from Leonard Skinner. He's, he actually looks cooler there. Big handlebar mustache, a long hair. He obviously went through a, a change from playing as a clean-cut kid at Kentucky to going to Los Angeles and getting into probably a wild lifestyle. Wild life. Yeah, a lot of cocaine, I'm guessing. And then with that, that long, flowing hair, it's pretty easy to throw a, a bottle of mousse in there and <laughs> slick true. it back. Yeah, he did that in some, like, uh, he hadn't slept for four days, uh, decided that would make him look less like a cokehead, so he slicked it back and then just kept it for 25 years. So, <laughs> yeah. Pat Riley, that's my number two. I love that one. Did you ever do that? You ever have long hair and you just decide to shout it to Pat Riley it? <laughs> I've never, no. Oh, I tried it a couple times. <laughs> it, it was fun. I'm sure it looked great. It was a good time. Sure I never wore it did. anywhere besides like getting out of the shower, you know. It's like I, I can't pull it off, but I want to try it. <laughs> I don't get how you get it to stay wet looking and down like that. Like his hair. It's and, called pomade or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
But he didn't. He didn't apply bro, it during the games. Cream. You think he applied it during halftime? The I Lakers would, games. I would assume he'd have he'd to start right? sweating. He's yeah. a sweater too. Magic Johnson's like, "Hey, coach, I need to talk to you. Give me five minutes. I gotta get some more pomade <laughs> yeah. in here." He's like, "You mutter, I'm gonna stab you in the neck with this pen." <laughs> oh, dude, break out a little Joe Pesci on the Carlos Sports Guys podcast. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Oh, all man. right. What's what do you got? Are you on number two now? Number two. Uh, <clears throat> this guy played in the NFL. You didn't get to see his hair that much, but back when he was a, a young college boy at Florida State, talking about around 1989, 88, 89, uh, a, a primetime athlete came into the NFL. Went by the name of Neon, Dion Sanders. Oh, yes. And I when, know who that is. And when Dion came into the league, he was rocking what can be best described as a Jerry Curl. <laughs> It was sort of a, a Pat Riley-ish type do, if you will, because it, it did contain a lot of hair product. It was shiny, it was curly, and it probably was pretty messy after he started throwing his helmet on and getting ready for practice. <laughs> I don't remember him having Jerry Curl. You got you got Google over there pulled all right, up? Let me look it up. Go Deion Sanders, Florida State, and you'll be able to pull one up. Okay, all right. Yeah, the Jerry. Yeah, the slow, we should have told people to grab. Should have told people before our top five list to grab their laptops and get their Google ready because oh, you're going to want to Google yeah. these names. Let's. Oh man, you're right. Oh, oh yeah. wow. I mean, he that had some is, commercials where he was rocking soul it. Glow. Yeah. You know, he was he would rock the the Jerry curl. He'd wear about uh, a Mr. T inspired gold chains around his neck. Was a, a big time flashy guy. Got the nickname Primetime, Neon Dion, but he had some funky hair when he came in. Like Pat R- Riley, this is only a haircut that could be influenced by cocaine. <laughs> I'm sure of it. And at Florida State, he could probably do whatever he, he wanted. He probably did. Yes, that's part of the scholarship. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, <legend. laughs> but yeah, I mean, he definitely looked like a part of the, uh, I don't know if you want to call it the Scarface culture <laughs> yeah. or something where, you know, the gold, million gold chains, gold sunglasses, <laughs> gold rings, gold earrings. Well, that is fine. It's a pig that don't fly right. I'm looking at, I'm looking at a picture of him where he's rocking dollar sign earrings, <laughs> wherever he got those. <laughs> oh, is he on the phone? Uh, yep. Yep. With his dealer. Oh yeah. <laughs> Probably <laughs> sound like a bird, Mike. But it's it's so fun to look back. <laughs> so fun to look back at old hairdos from like the eighties and stuff, and just be like, "What were these guys thinking?" <laughs> oh, Deion Sanders should be number one on both our lists. Deion Sanders, my number two for his outstanding nineteen eighty nine ish Jerry Curl. Oh, awesome! Getting to our number one, our number one. Top five number sports one. hairdos. Ross Martin, bring it on home. Number one for me. This, I don't know. I don't know if he was the first dude. Probably wasn't. But this was a hair style that is defined by the absence of hair. <laughs> and, uh, so maybe Uh-oh. it's cheating. But I'm talking about the greatest basketball player of all time. Undisputed. Even to this day, I don't know if he'll ever be matched. Michael Jordan, the shaved head. First couple seasons that he had, he had a little bit of hair up there. Yes. But uh, that shaved head has become iconic. I remember the uh, Michael Jordan cologne that I bought when I was in 7th or 8th grade or whatever. Just his silhouette, the shaved head. Uh, his Just his silhouette is so iconic. The shaved head of Michael Jordan's my number one. The it can't be beat as the most recognizable head of all time, and uh, so that's my number one. Love the dude. Even North in- Carolina, Chicago Bulls, later the Wizards. Now, uh, what is he? A Charlotte Bobcats owner? Yes, sir. May, he's been rumored that he might come back next season or maybe this season before the playoffs to play. <laughs> yeah, his, he wants to play when he's fifty. So yeah. I don't know how old he is. Yeah, he's uh, forty-eight. But even his, even the silhouette of his logo, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's, wouldn't it's, have been good. It wouldn't have worked if he had that little bit of uh, fuzz up there on top of the head. Yeah, I think what happened for him maybe is he just started going bald, yep. and so he decided to shave it. You know, he could have pulled an Andre Agassi. A preemptive big, strike. He didn't put a big one of those wigs on his head that you could buy at <laughs> Halloween shops every yeah. year. The big Afro wigs. He could have done that. No, he decided to go bald with grace and just do it all at once. 
And uh, one of the best choices he ever made because I believe that's part of the reason why he became such an icon. And it's to this day my favorite basketball of all time. Yeah. I mean, that guy. The bald head, the tongue out, the whole nine. Yes. Yeah, such, such a winner, such a such a competitor, such a guy that represents all the things that guys in play today don't have. LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, they don't have what Jordan had. Yeah, Kobe tries they, they to pull off would. the shaved head. No, Kobe, come oh, on. Get out of here, Kobe. Kobe's a... I, can't stand him. Kobe's a whining, crying baby. <laughs> Michael Jordan, he didn't wait for the, them to blow the whistle to get go to the free throw line. He just took it to the hole, dunked it, shot it, whatever. He was great. Yeah. Love him. Wish he was still playing. Phenomenal shaved head, though. Definitely Phenomenal. Right. I mean, that's MJ. Yeah, great. Fantastic. Nice one, man. I, I don't know if I can totally agree with your list of having him at number one, though, when you have some, my of number these, one. some of these phenomenal guys. MJ. Like Pat Riley. He's my number one. Oof. Number one, most. Uh, you know what? That's the thing is we didn't have a criteria, right? But I gotta say, he's the most iconic. All right, man. My number one. It's it's a sad day. It's another NBA player, but it was a, it, it's been a sad season this year because it doesn't look like that this this hairdo is going to come back anytime soon. I, I, I every time I turn on my television, I hope that it does. I dial in seven twenty five, and I'm hoping that tonight's going to be the night where I see it come back. But no, this season he has been rocking the Pat Riley. It's driving me crazy. I'm talking about the old school Chris Birdman Anderson Mohawk. Oh, old school? That was like last season. Yeah, but he hasn't been rocking it, man. I miss it. I want it back. It, it, it's not only has it inspired you know fans to, to get Mohawks of their own, but now you can buy your kid a yellow and blue Mohawk wig that these kids wear at games. It's it's what the Birdman was known for. He's not having such a great year. He's he's not playing that much. It's got to be the hair, man. You bring back the the Birdhawk, whatever you want to call it. Maybe he'll get back to those his high flying ways. I'm I think sh- all this pomade and this slicked back grease dirty bird look that he's going with is weighing him down. I remember when he was just a young player with no tattoos, just was kind of had shaggy hair. Remember yeah, that? he just yeah. kind of shaggy up there. And he went spiked for a little while. Yeah, he did. Yeah, was that? But uh, this uh, Mohawk thing—you think he's going to bring that back, or was that just? Uh, I think a he novelty? needs to bring it back. I mean, shave shave the sides, go go high with the Mohawk up top, wear the headband, do it how you did it when you were successful, man. That's that's what it was. Was it the shoes? Was it the hair? Yes, it was the hair. <laughs> it was the hair for Birdman? You know, I kept him off my list intentionally because I kept uh, all people that had haircuts. That were intended to be tongue in cheek, intended to be novelty. So I would put Chris Anderson in the same uh, boat as Dennis Rodman. Remember when Dennis Rodman was going through all of those crazy hairs? I left them off intentionally because I didn't yeah. see it as much as just what they thought looked good. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, I think... Chris Anderson's kind of a kind of a hard rock dude. You know, he had that crazy lifestyle that he lived for a while, and you know, he is still a, a, a tap out guy. He hangs out with the tap out crew. He's all pretty crazy. <laughs> He was uh, pulled up on stage this summer at the Avenged Sevenfold concert, as I'm told by my What's that? my friend. It's a, a heavy metal band. I've never heard of it. You know, I mean, he's he is this Avenged kind of Seven, Avenged Sevenfold, Avenged Sevenfold, Avenged Sevenfold, I believe. Oh, Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah. Oh, they sound they sound good. <laughs> yeah, not my style of music, <laughs> not my you know not my style of uh, lifestyle with Chris Anderson. But I mean, that's the Birdman. I mean, that's, I don't know if it's supposed to be funny for him or if that's just who he is, man. He's just a hard rocking, rock and roll boy from Texas. Yes. All right. Cool. Birdman. Birdman. Brrr. Yes. But he is, yeah, he's gotten through some haircuts for sure. Just looking at his Google page, he's had the, the shaved head when he came into the league. He's had just a normal spike, shaggy, mohawks, long hair when he played with the Hornets when he was tatted up his back with all that color stuff. He's the, he's the Nuggets coloring book tatted. player. He looks like a peacock. Is that what they call him a bird man? He looks like a peacock? Nah, man, because he's high flying. He's peacocking. But, I mean, back in the day, dude, I mean, he was that was that was a bird. The bird, Just, just a couple man. years ago. Get back to it, bird. <laughs> and he's right. inspired his own wig. I mean, come on. All right. You can't go buy an Andre Agassi wig, can you? Chris Anderson, you're, you're missed. Your, your crazy hair is missed. Quit slicking your hair back like the sleazeball Pat Riley. Okay, this message is for you. 
Yeah, stop playing like an executive. Play more like a player. <laughs> yeah, he does look like an executive. He's like looks exactly like an executive. Yeah, looks he? like he was in Wall Street. Or he, do, he does. He looks exactly <laughs> like that with those tattoos. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's the list, man. That's our top five list. You're you're going. You're number one, Michael Jordan. My Michael number one, Jordan, Chris Birdman Anderson. Yeah, absolutely. So let's take a quick break and come back and wrap this show up. All right, so it's episode number 25. Yes, sir. Number 25. We got to get out of here and we got to wrap this up, but we got to dedicate this to somebody. Bronco season's over. Over and done with. Uh, Super Bowl's coming up here in a couple weeks. This is historically known as the slowest time in sports, right? Yes. Uh, there's kind of the dog days of the Nuggets and, and, and or dog days of the NBA and the, and the hockey season. Who should we dedicate this to? It's number twenty-five. Not that that means anything, but uh, what do you what do you got? Any ideas, or should you we know, brainstorm our, on this? Our dedication when we when we first gave it to the Broncos, our heartfelt one. It, I believe it, it had an influence over the Denver beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. I couldn't agree more. Good. I, I would almost like to throw this one to uh, to a couple Nuggets players that need some some good vibes right now. And Aaron Aflalo and Rudy Fernandez. Aflalo suffering through a groin strain injury. Uh, Rudy Fernandez suffering a, a strained Achilles tendon. These two guys need some well wishes, and they need to get back on the floor to help this Nuggets team improve on their number two overall Western Conference record. All right, Aflalo, Hernandez. This one is going out to Hernandez. You. What did I say? Fernandez. That's what I said. Oh, I think it said Hernandez. That's Rocky's new catcher, I think. Fernandez. <laughs> Maybe I did say Hernandez. The Spaniard Rudy Fernandez, <laughs> the Compton, California-born Aaron Aflalo. Yes, this one's going out to you two, guys. Uh, get healed up and get back to that court. Now, before we uh, get out of here, we want to remind everybody to go ahead and find us. Uh, go to iTunes and click subscribe. Um, I've been blown away about the number of people that keep tuning in and listening to our show, and then the number, like, it increases every week. Every week, I think, is our best one, our number one downloaded one, and then the next week, it's topped. Last week, we had Gary Miller on, right? He was uh, is a absolute legend around Denver as far as a sportscaster here. People loved it. I got so much good feedback. People were saying it was awesome to hear him uh, in their earbuds again after him being off the air for a couple weeks. Um, this week, uh, we're kind of back to basics next week. We're going to have to get another guest on somehow. We'll figure it out somehow, some way, somehow, some way, but I'm telling you guys, thank you so much for listening and, uh, and sending us emails and all that stuff, but we kind of gotten a way of reminding you how to get in touch with us. So shoot us an email at show at coloradosportsguys.com. Uh, we will, uh, interact with you that way. You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter on Twitter at C O L O sports guys. Find us there. Uh, how else, Nate? Hey, give us that like on Facebook. Yeah, definitely. Send us anything you want on there as well. Uh, We're not the biggest uh, social media dudes. We're not big on Facebook and Twitter, really. But you know, we still want to you know grow that that connection there. And uh, you know, so that's you know, what do you think, man? Should we get out of here? Yeah, let's do it, man. That sounds good. We'll be back next week to probably talk more Nuggets. Avalanche are looking pretty good and. Maybe at some point we start talking about the moves the Rockies are making this offseason. Oh, my God. I'm already so excited about the Rockies. So excited. I'm Did disappointed you see and Fowler? excited. Did you see Dexter Fowler the other day, that article in the Post? Him all getting all jacked up, just yeah. like ripped. He looks like... His body uh, fat's like lowered from 12% to yeah, like 9 Yeah, and he gained like something. 8 pounds of muscle. That always makes me nervous with baseball players, right? <laughs> but, yeah, uh, you don't want to be seeing him be too big in the offseason. Yeah, well, let's get it out of here. Let's get out of here, Nate. What do you think? All right, man. Let's do it. We'll see you guys next week.